Are you overwhelmed by all the things that you seem to need to learn in order to start a fiction author business? I mean, we're heading into 2024 pretty soon. And if you're anything like me and and like I was at the beginning of my writing journey, it's like, okay, next year is going to be the year. I'm going to do all the things. I'm going to figure everything out. I'm going to really make a go of my writing this year, right? But do you actually know how to do that? Do you actually know where to start other than, of course, just, you know, doing your writing, writing your manuscripts? But what about when it comes to um, editing and publishing and marketing and all of that? It can be pretty overwhelming because there's a lot of noise in our industry. And a lot of it's actually very good noise and very helpful noise, but it's hard to know what to listen to and when, um, you know, what is actually working versus something that maybe was working 10 years ago. And sometimes, even though a particular, I don't want to keep calling it noise, but maybe a, a bit of advice, it could be very helpful when you're at the right place in your author journey to implement it, but listening to it too early is actually going to hinder you. So it can just become really, really overwhelming to deal with everything and try to figure out what order to do things in and what's going to work and what's not and what you should do and what you shouldn't do and all of that. So If this is you, if you find yourself really overwhelmed by all the different things you are told you need to do or need to learn, and it's just really feeling like you're drowning in it, then this is the episode for you. I'm going to simplify this down to you into seven steps that you need to master in order to really make a go of your author business in 2024. And this way, you can kind of get a handle on what you do need to do and where you are in the author journey. And hopefully that will help you heading into the new year with all of your planning and that sort of thing. So stay tuned. Hi there, aspiring fiction author. Welcome to Fiction Author Business School. Do you want to write your stories with ease and confidence? Do you find yourself Googling how to write a fiction book or how to write a character arc? Do you want to create a fiction empire, but you can't even finish the story you're currently working on and you find yourself doubting it will even be good enough? Hi, I'm Liesl. I too have been writing stories since I was just a kid. I wanted to do something about my fiction writing dreams, but got information overload every time I looked for writing help because there's just so much out there on the internet. I wanted confidence that I wouldn't disappoint my readers and a plan to publish regularly. I knew the foundation of any author career, including the marketing aspect, is a stellar and well-written story, but I didn't know how to be sure that my story was solid. I went on a journey to figure out what really makes readers tick and how to incorporate those addictive elements into my story. In this podcast, you'll find specific tactical fiction writing tips, solutions to writing more words more efficiently, and secrets to mastering your author mindset. So put on your fuzzy slippers, grab a notebook and pen and some chocolate, and let's write some fiction. So as I already said, when I started, I kind of felt the same way. I was really overwhelmed and I was just trying to listen and read everything I could possibly get my hands on, absorb everything so that I knew exactly what to do and how to do it. But, and and this is common even outside the fiction writing space, doing that, it's not a bad thing in and of itself, but it actually can really slow you down because you're not focusing on just one thing and you're trying to absorb all the things and then you don't take action on any of them. And it always seems like there's another podcast or another book to read or another something to do that is keeping you from doing the work that is the most important, which of course, in our case means you're writing. So People are always telling you in the industry that the most important thing you could do is be writing. The best way to market one book is to write a second book. And they're right. You know, that's that's not incorrect. But 
that doesn't mean that you don't need to master the other steps because it's all part of a process. And I think for most of us, the writing of our books is by far our most favorite part. It's the part we live for. It's the part we get joy from, all of that. But that doesn't mean that we don't need to figure out the rest of it. Now, this is assuming that you actually want to publish and make money on your writing. If you're just doing it for you and you have absolutely no reason to publish it, then, you know, maybe that's more than enough. You can just do the writing and nothing else. But assuming that you want more than that, and since you're listening to my podcast, I'm going to go ahead and assume that you do, then you do need to learn the rest of the steps. So let me give you an example of this. Um, There's a movie which was based on a book called The Help, which is actually a really, really good movie. So if you haven't watched it, go watch it. But, um, it's set in, oh, I want to say the 50s, right? And there's a part where um, this woman, played by Jessica Chastain, is learning to make fried chicken. And back then, in the 50s, they didn't have all the fancy schmancy gadgets and uh, cooking things that we have now. So in order to make fried chicken, they would literally just put the chicken into a brown paper bag with flour and shake it in order to coat the chicken in the breading before they fried it, right? Um And there's a really funny scene where Jessica Chastain is learning to do this and she starts shaking the bag and she's just loving it. She's just having so much fun. And she even says that she goes, this is so fun. And it's, it's really cute and it's really funny. Um, so let's say that that's you, you really, really enjoy making fried chicken and your favorite part is coating the chicken because it's just fun. You know, you love shaking the bag and getting really into it, maybe doing a little dance while you do it. Well, that's all great, you know, and you absolutely should have all the fun you can have while you're doing that. But if that's the only thing you're doing and you haven't learned to, say, cook the chicken afterward, then what's the point of making fried chicken? I mean, you're just going to have raw floured up chicken that you're going to end up having to throw away. (laughs) And then you don't have dinner, which, you know, I'm assuming you were cooking that for dinner, right? Um, It's kind of the same thing here. Writing is great. Of course, we all know that. I'm preaching to the choir here. I don't need to convince you of that. And it's the part that we love and the part that we live for. But if we don't learn the other steps, I don't want to say there's no point in doing the writing, because again, if you're just doing it for you and you're just doing your own writing, then more power to you. But there's no point in trying to publish a book if we don't understand the other steps. There's no point in trying to write something in order to create a business. If we don't understand the other steps, we have to do the other steps too. Okay. And the other steps, even though they may not be your most favorite part of the process, they're not anything to be afraid of. And they're not something that really needs to be a drag. I think that a lot of us go into it thinking, "Ugh, I hate this part, you know, well, that's very much going to dictate the results you get going into it with that kind of an attitude toward it. Um, But truly, you can learn to find joy and excitement in the rest of the process too. And the biggest way in which that happens is when you start getting results, right? When you um, say you have a blurb and your book is not selling very well, and then you tweak that blurb and it starts selling a lot better, suddenly you're going to be really gung-ho about tweaking all your blurbs. And you know what I mean? There's just something kind of magical when you start to see sales. And then you start to get joy out of the other steps as well, because those are the steps that are marketing your book to the audience. The problem is you just got to know how to do it, right? So my point is you shouldn't you know, despise the other steps in the process, learn to love them all. They all work together, right? But of course, in order to do that, we need to figure out what the entire process is. And here's the thing about that. 
everything you have to do in order to create a fiction author business, the writing of the fiction, the editing, the publishing, the marketing, all of it, it doesn't have to be super shadowy and nebulous and overwhelming. I understand that very often it is, but it doesn't have to be. Um, I understand why this happens. I mean, just looking at the evolution of our industry kind of tells, right? Early on, before the algorithms changed, when everything was more organic, there were authors who would pop up books on Amazon and make tons of money, even if their books weren't well edited, even if their books weren't well written, even if their covers were really crappy. And they started putting out advice for what they did um, in order to be successful and more power to them. They were sharing and trying to help other authors. Well, part of the problem is that 10, 15 years later, that advice doesn't really work anymore. The algorithms have changed. Technology has changed. Certainly the audience has changed. Everyone's tastes have um, leveled up. So we really can't get away with really terribly edited books or covers anymore. You know, there's been a lot of things that have changed, but a lot of the original advice has persisted. And it's almost become like our own brand of old old wives tales. Like maybe it was true once because of really particular circumstances, but people are still taking it as gospel today when they really, really shouldn't be. Okay. The other thing is that even today we have a lot of people who are teaching different aspects of writing and publishing online. And again, I'm not throwing shade. That's great. You know, what they teach is very helpful. But we're getting it very piecemeal, right? I mean, there are some people who say teach Amazon ads, and that's great. They're really good at it, and it's very, very helpful to authors. And then there are people who teach Facebook ads, and there are people who teach, um, you know, how to write a blurb. And then you have me. I, I usually focus on how to write the actual story and look at storycraft and the human template and all of that. But these are just pieces of how to make a go of a fiction writing business, right? And we don't get like a full bird's eye view of what the entire process looks like. And we really kind of need that because the way that our brains deal with stress, one of the ways that makes things easier to deal with and less overwhelming is to compartmentalize and also to, um, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but to make things smaller. So it's kind of like when somebody goes through something emotional and they they make it seem like it's not a big deal, right? Oh, my boyfriend broke up with me. Whatever, he can do whatever he wants. You know what I mean? I mean, they're actually very hurt by that emotionally, but they're making it smaller because it's easier to deal with that way, okay? And that is something that our brains do automatically, okay? Because it helps us deal with stress. So my point is that if we can see the entire process from a bird's eye view and look down on it all at once, it doesn't seem as overwhelming because we can see all of the different steps and the things that we need to do and the things that we need to master. And then of course, we can break them into smaller bits and start working on it, you know? So it's when we're in the author space for the first time and we're hearing so much noise and so many different voices pulling us in a million different directions and we don't know who to believe or who to follow. And like I said, sometimes the authors that we do hear, they are genuinely giving good advice and um, genuinely trying to be helpful. But if you are a first time author who has not written your manuscript, listening to an author who has a 50 book backlist talk about how she scaled her 
um, BookBub adds up, that's just not going to be very helpful to you right now because you are not in the place she is in. You know, you need to wait until you get to that place, then you can listen to her advice. And that's something that sometimes we have a hard time differentiating when we're just starting out. So all of this just adds to the overwhelm and makes it hard and makes it feel like, we're never going to master this. We have so much to learn and so much to do. And I'm not even saying that we don't have a lot to learn, but I'm saying that if we can learn it, you know, in a relatively short amount of time, if we can have it laid out for us in a step-by-step process, it really shouldn't take that long. I think within, if you had all of that of what you should do and, you know, for any book, for any genre, and then of course you can just adapt it as you go to your books, you should be able to learn this in six months to a year. And then, of course, after that, the industry will always be changing. The algorithms will change. Um, but once you have the basics down, the foundations, you can just roll with the changes. And it's not that hard to adapt it. Um, there are people in the industry who keep up on the news and tell us things, you know, like some of them I've had on my podcast, people like Dave Chesson and um, Brian Cohen and, and people like that who can give us really good advice and let us know when things are changing. And then authors just incorporate that into their business model. So how do we go about doing this? Well, I've talked a lot about how um, my program, which I'm going to be launching next year, is going to be doing this. It is going to be giving you a beginning to end process on how to do everything when it comes to your book. We're obviously going to do the writing because that's what I specialize in. And that is my favorite part of things. But I'm also going to show you um, all the different steps and what you need to do. And if you can get these steps down for every book, you will be set to publish and be effective in publishing and marketing and writing and all the things for any book you want to write for the rest of your life, okay? But for today, obviously, I'm not going to be able to fit all of that into a 20-minute <laughs> podcast. So for today, I have broken down the steps into seven pieces, seven um, components, if you will, of successfully creating a book, putting it out there, and, you know, creating a fiction author business. So, um, you know, <laughs> seven steps still sounds like a lot. I mean, I have simplified this into seven steps for you, and it is going to still be kind of broad. But on the flip side, it's still going to feel probably a little bit overwhelming, because even when I was writing it, I was going, yeah, this is a lot. But you know what? Writing a book and doing this business, it's a lot. It's complicated. And that's why we do need to simplify it. And we do need to have a straightforward plan um, and a step-by-step -step process, because otherwise we really can get lost in the overwhelm of it all. But um, so let's just dive in. I'm going to give you the seven steps so that you kind of can see them chronologically. And then maybe you can start to plan to try to master these steps in the new year. Whether you do it by working with me or whether you do it on your own, it's completely up to you. Um, but at least if you know what they are, you can start to wrap your head around what it's going to take, right? So um, get out a paper and pen. You can always write these down. Of course, you can always come back to the podcast and listen to it again. Um, but the first step is figuring out how to get the words down. Now, I'm not talking about storycraft. I'm not talking about the human template in this case. I'm talking about how you actually get the words written because you can have the most amazing story idea in the universe. And if you cannot get those words down on the paper, then what is the point, right? Now I have found through a lot of um, trial and error through years and years of doing this, that the best way to do this is through meditation, intention, and just practice. You know, you have to be intentional about how many words you want to write each day and the way in which you want to write them. And the, what, what I mean by the way is, are you just going to sit down in a very traditional way and type them out on keyboard? Are you somebody who wants to sit on an exercise bike and 
type on your phone with your thumbs? Uh, do you want to dictate? I mean, just pick something that works for you and then be very intentional about how many words you want to write per session. And even if it's a lot and you can't do that many yet, you can get to a point where you can. You can say, I want to write 5,000 words a day and it's going to take a little bit of work, but you can get there to the point where that's relatively easy for you to do. Um, but you have to be intentional about it and the meditation helps to shift your mindset and to kind of reprogram your brain to do what it is that you want it to do. Um, so that's number one, getting the words down. That's your first component of a successful fiction author business. Number two, Figure out how to discover your story. And what I mean by that is just planning it out, figuring out what it is. Now, this probably makes it sound like I'm pro-pantser, and, um, you know, pantsers are sometimes called discovery writers. I am actually much more of an outliner than a pantser, but there's a combination of both in all of us, and I've done many, many podcasts on this, and how really in our brain, the process that's going on in our brain, they're the exact same thing. It's just outwardly, we're doing them a little bit differently. Um, so the point is, whether you are someone who is a traditional pantser, meaning you're discovering your story as you're writing it, or more of an outliner, um, I teach how to discover your story through something, it's a process that I call creative discovery and also guided journal prompts. And this really helps to direct your mind toward what it is you need to discover about your story and then help get the creative juices flowing so that you can discover that and figure out what your story is going to be. So that's the second thing you need to do. Number three, the third component, how to craft your story. Now, this is the kind of thing that if you've been listening to me for very long, you are pretty familiar with this. This is when I talk about uh, story psychology and, you know, the human template for storytelling. What is going to grab the reader and keep them turning pages? How to write a great story that is very, very connecting with readers. All of that. So that's going to be your number three component. You got to figure that out. Because once again, if you have a great story idea, but no reader connects with it, then you're not going to make many sales, you're not going to make many royalties, and you're going to get really frustrated really quickly. Um, the fourth component is how to frame your story. This is one that I have not talked about on the podcast very often, um, but it is something that I'm going to teach in my program. So how to frame your story, it's slightly different than number three, which is how to craft your story. Crafting the story is sort of the... Um, kind of how you're planning it and what's actually going to happen and who the characters actually are, you know, the character arcs, the world building, all of that. How to frame your story is almost more like how to write each scene, what to put in each scene, what to emphasize, what to pull out so that the important parts are being emphasized and so that the reader just cannot get enough of those scenes. And it's not planning what's happening in the scene. You've already done that uh, in component number three with crafting your story, but it's just how to frame it, how to write it in a way that will just keep the readers salivating for more and raving about your writing, you know, and there's, there's very specific ways to do that. Um, it's what I call um, BHDs, which stands for basic human desires, and you're going to be emphasizing those, and that's how you really keep the reader hooked. So that is another thing that I will be teaching in my program. Um, okay, so once your book is all written, which, you know, the, let's just go over those again really quickly. Number one was how to get the actual words down. And then after that, you are discovering your story, crafting your story, and framing your story. So at that point, you've got that mostly written, your draft, right? So then we go into the fifth component, which is editing. Now, of course, there's lots of types of editing. Developmental editing, if you follow all of the steps that I give you to craft your story, you don't really need developmental editing that's already been taken care of. But of course, the, you know, 
know, you need to edit for typos, for continuity errors, for grammar and syntax. And there are different ways to do that. You know, we've got plenty of software tools we can use. You can always pay an editor. You can use a critique group. Um, Most of these I've talked about on the podcast before. But for me, the number one type of editing that you need to employ in your manuscript is editing for passive voice. Okay. It is the number one thing that makes newbie authors makes their writing sound amateurish and um, like they don't entirely know what they're doing. They're not very seasoned authors. Whenever you read something, say a new author from Amazon and you say, well, it was a good story, but you know, the writing, it was a little cheesy and um, not very descriptive. And okay, that's usually a result of passive voice. Um, So editing Let's put it this way. If you edit your manuscript effectively for passive voice, it will take care of 99% of the editing problems. You might still need someone to go through and do some light proofreading. Um, You may need someone to read it to make sure that your continuity is there. Continuity meaning you didn't accidentally give your character blue eyes in one chapter and brown eyes in another or something like that. Um, But editing for passive voice is a very, very powerful tool. It cleans up your manuscript so well, so completely, and you will not need to pay editors thousands and thousands of dollars ever again because you will be able to edit, for the most part, on your own and have a really, really clean manuscript. And then, like I said, just need some basic proofreading after that. So um, there's that. That's the fifth component is editing. The sixth component, of course, is publishing the book, which is two different things that I uh, include in this component. One is, of course, just putting in the information and clicking upload, you know, actually getting it published onto the platforms. Um, Most of this is not terribly hard. It's pretty user-friendly for most platforms, and you can find plenty of online tutorials to teach you how to do it. But there is a second component, and that is what to actually write or... Um, in the case of the book cover, what to create in some of those fields, right? Because publishing includes having to upload a cover, as I said, and also writing your blurb and figuring out your keywords. And while plenty of online tutorials will teach you how to do it, how to put those into the correct fields and click publish, figuring out what keywords will work best for your book, how to write your blurb so that it will sell, so that the readers will want to click and buy, and of course, what cover is going to make them, you know, catch their attention and make them want to click and buy. Well, that's something else entirely. So when I say publishing, it includes the actual act of publishing, but it also includes the metadata. And metadata is just a blanket term for cover, blurb, keywords, you know, all of the information around your book that will help people to find it and readers to decide if they want to buy it. And that is kind of a craft all its own. You've got to figure out how to do that effectively. It is a huge component of marketing. When people think of marketing, they think of how can I get my book in front of more readers who will then buy it because a percentage of them probably will. But the metadata is actually sort of a foundational tool for marketing. And if you don't get that right, the rest of your marketing is going to be really hard. It's going to be like pushing a rock uphill. So you want to get your metadata right. Okay. So that's the sixth component. And the seventh component, as you might imagine, is the rest of the marketing. So even though I've only got seven components, the seventh component, I actually break into two different parts. Okay, so again, the seventh component is marketing, but there's like marketing part A, which is that you need to test your book salability. And I talked about this just in the last episode, right? But when I say salability, I don't mean 
whether your story is going to be good enough or something like that. I mean, you need to make sure that the marketing you are using is working to get readers to buy your book. So you need to make sure that the cover you're using is working, that the blurb you're using is working, that you have all your keywords in there. So again, this comes back to metadata, but you need to actually test it and make sure that you're having at least a few sales before you go on to scaling your marketing efforts. And of course, that would be part B is scaling your efforts. And you can do that using paid ads or, you know, anything else that you want to uh, do in order to get your book in front of more readers. But once again, go back to episode 212, because I deep dive into this there, you need to make sure that what you're doing is working before you start throwing money at it, because paid ads only amplify what already is or isn't working. Okay, so those are the those are the seven components. And I know that it feels like a lot, but let's just go back through them one more time. Number one, figure out how you're going to get the words written, whatever your writing process is, and really nail that down. Number two, Figure out how to discover your story. Plan for it so you know what's going to happen, who the characters are, all of that. Um, number three, how to craft your story, which often comes after this, the discovering. When you realize you're missing components, you need to put all of the components of the human template in there and get it really well crafted. Number four... <clears throat> is how to frame your story. In other words, how to write it in such a way that readers will just be salivating, won't be able to stop turning pages, all of that. Number five is editing, especially uh, editing for passive voice, although it does en encompass all kinds of editing. Uh, number six is publishing, including figuring out your metadata. And number seven is marketing, first through testing your marketing and whether it's working and second through scaling so that that's where you really make your money. Okay, so these are the seven components. And if you can figure each one out, you know, step by step process and get to a point where you've kind of nailed down how to do each one, the whole writing publishing process, the whole, you know, business model for a fiction writing business becomes much, much easier. Okay, I just want you guys to understand that. So as we head into the new year, maybe write these down and see if you can figure out whether you have this nailed down yet. Um, if not, figure out what you're still missing that you need to learn. And then you can kind of have a plan for how to approach your writing in the new year, right? Um, so that is pretty much what I have for you today. I hope that's helpful and that you can sort of use it as a gauge to see where you're at and where you need to be and where you want to be. Um, I do want to add before we end here that I actually created something for you guys. It's something that some of you will be interested in and some of you won't, but um, I really like lists and I like planners and I like being able to write things down and measure my results and things like that. If you are that way, then you might be interested in this. I actually created you a planner for 2024. Um, I made it very generic in the sense that I don't have dates for 2024 on it. Rather, I just have January through December and the days um, in those months. So you can actually use it for any year. You know, if you were to go ahead and get the planner now and then forget about it for a year, you can use the same one next year because it doesn't have specific, you know, dates for 2024 on it. But what I've done that I think is really fun is I've made it specifically for fiction writers. So in each month, in each week, there's like a monthly calendar and a weekly calendar and a daily calendar. And you can write down 
word counts. You can write down goals. You can write down um, your marketing efforts. You know, like what are you focusing on marketing this month or this week? You can write down what your social media posts are going to be. You can even write down what you're reading. <laughs> so it is very much geared toward fiction authors. And um, unfortunately, it is not available on Amazon at this time because it is a spiral book rather than, you know, a, a bound book the way that Amazon makes them. So it is available on lulu.com. And I am going to link it up in the show notes. It is a productivity planner for fiction authors. And if you want to plan your year, if you want to know exactly what work in progress you're going to be working on every month, and then write down goals for your word count, and then there's places for results. So you can see, you know, record whether you actually got the results, much like the scorecard that I gave you a few weeks ago. Um, it just helps you to really not only goal set and plan for the new year, but to also measure your results. So you can go back and look and say, did I get that done? And if not, what got in the way and just really help you to figure out, you know, maybe where you're lacking some discipline or where you're not planning well so that you can really get a lot of things done in the new year and monitor your fiction writing business. So um, I will put the URL for that down in the show notes. If you're interested, you can go check that out on lulu.com. Um, yeah, so I think that's what I have. Everyone have a wonderful week. Um, have a Merry Christmas. I am not going to put another podcast up after this until after Christmas. So everyone have a wonderful, wonderful holiday. Um, give yourself a break from writing if you need that to enjoy some time with your family. And I will be back next week with more writing advice as we head into the new year. It's going to be a fantastic year. I'm really excited for 2024. I feel like it's going to be a very profitable year for so many of us and there's so much opportunity going into this year and we should really all be excited and dive into our fiction writing business because this year is going to be the one it's going to be great and i'm really really excited for it all right all right i will see you guys uh next time and once again have a very merry christmas bye thanks so much for listening today before you go would you be willing to do me a solid if you found any value at all in this episode today, would you be willing to share it with other authors just like you in the hopes that they might find some value in it as well? Happy story crafting this week. Remember, only you can bring the world the unique story that you are trying to tell. Only you can succeed in your own unique way in getting it out of your mind and your heart and into a medium where it can reach thousands if not millions of salivating readers. You don't have to worry about failure because there is always a market for awesome.